I wasn't a huge fan of Google Plus, and you probably weren't either, but now that it's shutting down, not a bad idea to get your data. And let's take a look at how this is going to affect SEO. Hello, this is Michael Bosey. Welcome to the podcast. Yes, Google Plus is shutting down on April 2nd, 2019. It is shuttering the service, and let's face it, it never really got off the ground with the exception of a few specific communities, most notably education. But Google, well, you got to give them credit. At least they have the good sense to kill it, right? Most social networks die a long, slow death as they sink into irrelevancy, like MySpace or Facebook, uh, certainly headed that way. Google instead is, you know, they're going to pull up the spikes, pack up the tent, and call it quits on April 2nd. So I want to look at a couple things. One, uh, what to do to secure your data, because this is another good thing about Google, is they let you stay in control of your data, or at least I should say they let you download the data. And you may as well do that, right? Even if you didn't use it very much, uh, going through the process myself, I found that there were some things that were of value, so why not? You know, it doesn't take up much space, and I'll show you how to do that. And then also I want to show you how this is going to affect SEO and a couple things to do uh, moving forward. Okay, let's get started. In order to download your data from Google, you use a tool that they have called Takeout. And you can find that at takeout.google.com. And it's going to take you to a page where you can download any of your Google data. It's not just for Google+. Plus. Uh, but what you're going to do is look for four Google Plus uh, data sets to download. They're all marked with a little G plus one icon. There are four Google Plus plus ones, Google Plus circles, Google Plus communities, and Google Plus stream. Now, I left a link in the show notes for you that if you click that link, it's going to automatically select those four things. So if that makes it easier for you, uh, hit the show notes, hit the link, go there uh, using a, any browser, uh, and you'll be able to request your download. So what you do with these four things selected, you hit next step, just leave all the default set, just make sure these four things are checked, click next step. Uh, and it's going to ask how you want your archive formatted. I would just say a zip file is fine and then click create archive blue button at the bottom. Now you should get a confirmation email uh, entitled archive of Google data requested and then you'll get a second email when it's ready. Uh, it'll say download your data. For me, this took all of four minutes. Uh, I did it a week ago or so. I'm sure that Google's servers are going to be a little bit more backlogged uh, come April 1st or April 2nd. However, still worth doing. Didn't take a lot of time. Like I said, I wasn't a heavy user, but it did generate some good data. And let me give you a preview of that just in case you're wondering, hey, why should I do this? All right, so in that zip file, for me, I got three things, plus ones, circles, and stream. And let me explain what that is. So the plus ones are anything that you have, quote unquote, liked or plus one in Google parlance. It's a whole list of links 
uh, in HTML format, so super convenient for uh, just list keeping and all that, uh, comes in an HTML file. Circles. This was Google's way of helping you organize your contacts, and it will download these into collections of VCF files. These are contact cards that you can upload into any email service. So uh, whether you use Gmail, you can upload it, use MacMail, use Outlook, doesn't matter. You can upload these uh, VCF files in groups. You can't do them individually. You got to upload them uh, by group. But it's super convenient. The things that I found out about this were that uh, if someone, as a part of their Google Plus profile, had put in things like their uh, website address, their Twitter handle, their Facebook page, their Goodreads profile, a Gmail address, you'll get all that so you can stay in contact with them. And I find that, hey, look, just uh, you know, upload these. If they're friends of yours that you already had, you can merge the contacts. Uh, why not get the most up-to-date information or the biggest collection of this? Uh, again, might not be most up-to-date. Uh, this might be a profile that that lagged, but I found some folks that I was connected with only on Google+, and now I am able to retain their contact information. All right, next up is your Google Plus stream, and what you get is an activity log, so plus ones on comments, uh, plus ones on posts. So anytime you like to post, uh, it gives you a link uh, to that and the actual comment itself. Uh, could be useful, could not. There's some things that I might be able to pull from uh, from there. Uh, a comment answering a question. Maybe I'll be able to use that again. Maybe you would as well. Um, and then you get collections as well. So for instance, uh, you know, I often created collections around different series with podcasts. And uh, again, you get links to, to all those in the content uh, that you created all in an HTML file. Uh, it does the same thing with events. Uh, photos from particular posts and uh, uh, your posts themselves. And again, all with links to them uh, if they had a, a link to an article or something. And then conveniently, all these are listed on one HTML page that allows you to download these. So look, this is really easy to do. Uh, it took me all of five minutes, and that includes the four minutes that I was waiting between confirmation, email, and uh, a zip file that was delivered. So why not do it, right? If it's that easy, why not? You may never use it again, but it's going to go away forever. You may as well grab it. It's your data. All right, let's look at what this means going forward. Even if you didn't use Google+, Google was still using this as what I call your internet ID. It was the way that Google would accumulate authority around you and the properties that you manage or that you take part in. Uh, there are two key Google properties that remain that are yours, and one is your Gmail address and one is YouTube. And both of these things are going to help you with SEO. And why is that? Well, one, because Google obviously is the number one search engine, but YouTube is also important because it's the number two search engine all by itself, separate from Google, even though it is a Google property. So you want to get these things in order. And you know what? It's not that hard to do this. Really, my recommendation is now that Google Plus is gone and you can't sort of create uh, a listing of links of where you are. To me, Google knows who you are by your primary Gmail address. And my one piece of advice is to use it 
everywhere that you are public on the web. So that means I make it my WordPress login. I make it associated with my Twitter account, with Facebook, with Instagram, with Medium, with Reddit, etc. My podcast host, it's centered around my Gmail address. So think anywhere that Google might be indexing your public web content, make it your Gmail address. This very simply helps Google understand and make the connection between the multiple properties you control on the web. It's really that simple. All right, YouTube, another simple thing. Just associate this with your Gmail account. You would think that this happens automatically, but it's not necessarily guaranteed. So just associate the two, make sure that they're connected. Uh, and if it's eligible, claim your custom URL on YouTube. So mine is youtube.com slash plus Michael Bosey, right? Uh, it's not eligible to everyone. You have to be, I uh, uh, forget what the, the, uh, the actual qualifications are, but you have to be a more of a power user uh, and post some content. If that's not you, that's fine, as long as it's associated with your primary Gmail address. Now, of course, this is only one small part of SEO, right? You have to have everything else in order, obviously, uh, but making it easy for Google is not a bad idea, right? So uh, now look, if you want to learn a little bit more about SEO, I've got a whole series on my slightly different approach to SEO. To me, anyone can learn the basics so that you can get up and running and left a link for you in the show notes so you can uh, uh, review those. Uh, it's eight episodes, uh, fairly simple and built and conceived for the layperson, so you don't need to be a techie, and that's really my uh, my strong belief that, uh, that you can learn it too. Okay, well, that'll do it, both for this episode and for Google+. Hey, guys, it was fun while it lasted. Thanks a lot. Well, all right, maybe it wasn't that much fun, but it was helpful to SEO, so uh, good decision to shut it down, though. Let's move on. Speaking of which, next episode, I'm going to continue with my Content Marketing 201 series with the next episode on creating a pathway to purchase. So that is taking someone from all the way at the very top of the funnel uh, in the awareness stage and nurturing that lead or prospective customer all the way down to making a purchase of a product or your service on your website. So obviously super important to anyone who's trying to do such a thing on the web. And I hope that you'll join me then. All right. See you next week. Thanks for listening.